Welcome, guys. This is Greg Ferris, the founder of Myobrain, and you are listening to the Myobrain podcast. This will be a bit of a longer episode today. Uh, the topic of discussion will be probably like everything else you're hearing on any sort of media or podcast or television, and that is the coronavirus. Uh, obviously, I'm not here to warn you about things or to give you any of the ramifications of it, but more so to discuss uh, pertinent things, mainly for, for my clients or for other health and fitness people that follow us that want some assistance on you know, what am I going to do for the next one, two, three, four weeks that my life has dra- drastically changed. And although you know some people's lives are more impacted than others um, with, your, with your job or your gym, um, most of our clients are in America. We have some international um, clients as well, uh, but pretty much everyone, their their food is going to be quite a bit different. Um, their workouts are going to be quite a bit different and their profession, right? And then for a lot of people, kids as well, which is a big factor in that. So again, there's a lot of distress going around all of these changes at once. And a lot of our clients have maybe competitive aspirations with things like bodybuilding shows or powerlifting meets or CrossFit competitions that are being canceled. So there's a mentality piece around that. Uh, a lot of our clients, you're always trying to lose some weight, be healthier human beings. And during this time, it's almost harder to justify those decisions, right? So a lot of the content that I'll be kind of be putting out this week will be somewhat informative on how to eat well and you're seeing a whole bunch of content online with trying to do workouts at homes and work out of your home and things like that Uh, but also just kind of a lot of mindset pieces on ways you can think about this time ways you can to the best of your ability control what's going on and still make some progress towards your goals despite very 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 tough circumstances for pretty much everyone all right so I really wanted to break this podcast up into two sections and just some general nutrition tips and then also some general training tips. Um, so we'll start with nutrition. Uh, the first thing when this sort of time, when this, um, all the effects of people staying home from work, um, people have to take care of their kids and they're not going to school anymore, um, things like that. The first thing that kind of popped into my head as someone who is a nutrition coach for people is kind of the issue people have with stress eating. That's a a problem for a lot of our clients where they generally know good, healthy meals to be eating, but they had a tough day at work and they come home, they have a bad meal or they had a fight with their spouse and they go and have, you know, a whole bunch of alcohol or some pizza or something like that, right? A lot of it is just really stress induced um, eating for people, right? So that was one of the things I wanted to really discuss here is that even though you're not going to have, you know, maybe a specific stressor, it's all kind of the general global stress that we have as like a country, almost as entire world right now with this, um, with the coronavirus, that's going to like weigh on people. It certainly is. And, you know, just the old adage of being able to focus on what you can control and then ignore everything else can be a really good way to do your best to, to mitigate that, right? And understand that, Obviously, you having, you know, Sonic for dinner as opposed to having chicken and sweet potatoes is not going to make the coronavirus go away, right? Like you're going to be in this situation for several weeks, more than likely, 
And it's not just like a, a weekend deal where you can have fun and kind of eat whatever you want for a weekend. If you eat whatever you want or you do a whole bunch of stress eating over the next two to four weeks, it's going to show up in your health and your physique and your performance, right? So just understand when when a lot of my clients do have issues with, um, I would probably more grossly put it, emotional eating and not just stress eating, although I do think the big emotion right now is stress for people, um, that eating that food is not solving that problem, right? That is the simplest way I can help someone try to mitigate that, that obviously uh, your kids aren't going to school tomorrow if you eat a Big Mac or the gym's not going to open up back tomorrow if you have a cheat meal, right? So the only thing you really are in control of is how you're responding to all this stress and hopefully trying to eat as normally as you would um, any other time during the year, all right? So that's the first thing is trying to mitigate that, that stress eating component, and piggybacking on that, boredom eating is another big one that we, we commonly hear for clients, right? So, you know, you can't go to a restaurant. You really can't go hang out with your friends at the gym. You know, a lot of the social aspects of our lives will also be impacted here. So you may be able to still work from home, although I hypothesize most people will not be working a ton as well. Their productivity will be down and boredom will be very, very high. And it's a lot easier when you're working from home based from someone that's really only worked from home to go grab some cookies in the kitchen when you're taking a work break, as opposed to like, you know, eat those cookies in right in front of a coworker, right? You don't have any coworkers now. So it takes a little bit more of your discipline right now to, to not have um, some of those kind of, you know, snacks and things like that of boredom eating. So one of the pieces of advice that I would give a lot of my clients during this time or anyone that's struggling with you know, eating due to boredom is to try to build in activities into your day that are a little bit more mentally stimulating, right? I'm not saying you can't watch movies and, and watch Netflix and things like that. I'll certainly bar, be partaking in plenty of that. But also, if you're someone that's having issues with boredom eating, do things that are a little bit more engaging, like reading a book or playing video games, or obviously, if you live in a good climate, getting outside, um, even though you're kind of socially quarantined, you're not, you're allowed outside your house for pretty much everywhere, at least whatever today is, March 17th, we are. Um, so you still can go on a walk. And I took my dog on a walk today, even though it's kind of cold, I may take him on another walk because we don't have a lot else going on, right? So really try to do those things to, to minimize yourself from being bored. If you have, you know, any sort of like hobby, try to attack that hobby right now and read books you were on your reading list, things like that, just to take your mind off of just sitting around being bored. And if you have a whole bunch of junk food around, that's a really easy out again, especially when you're kind of stressed, right? So those two big things I've been talking with clients a lot the past day or two, you're trying to mitigate stress eating and also eating out of boredom. And those are some good tips there. Uh, the third thing I had kind of a talking point for today would be discussing some good options for like food delivery. So obviously, you know, what's been to the supermarket, you know, the past week or so, I can't speak for everywhere, obviously, but a lot of just like essentials are out of stock, right? Like chicken and beef and milk and eggs and bread. Um, a lot of things that you may buy every single Sunday, uh, you may have, you know, I, I buy those things pretty much every single week. And now, probably half of the foods that I would typically eat in my week are like not available at my supermarket, right? So the first thing I always look into, and a lot of people do this already in 2020, but that's to look into some sort of like food delivery service 
so you can save a whole bunch of time and not have to do what I did, which was go to a Target, realize there's not a lot of things, go to a Trader Joe's, realize not a whole bunch of things, and then go to Whole Foods, right? So instead, you kind of can do that virtually and shop online. So when I did that, uh, actually today I went on to Target and just kind of just saw if they had like basic stuff like chicken breast and 93.7 beef and coffee creamer, things I couldn't find, and they did. Um, and they're also um, kind of advertising free delivery. I'm not sure if it was due to this or not, but like some third parties offering like four weeks of free delivery for their groceries, just kind of make sure that you cancel it anytime before the end of the four weeks, assuming you don't want to use it anymore. So again, like same exact prices as Target, though they're out of a lot of the stuff you would assume still like black beans and, and um, like almond milk and some, some things like that. But I got chicken, eggs, beef, coffee, creamer, peanut butter. I'm trying to think of a few other things I got. Just a lot of staples I couldn't find at Trader Joe's uh, Target in person or um, or Whole Foods. So that's a really good option there. Just kind of just look around. And we've kind of had some discussions within the MyoBrain like Facebook group of what people are doing there. Um, people are doing Instacart. People obviously doing Whole Foods, kind of Amazon Prime delivery. Target is a big one. I believe Walmart does it as well. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I haven't used it. But again, just kind of pay attention to those things. Uh, I would definitely try to do that virtually as much as possible. Not so much, you know, a little bit for the social distancing side of things, but also just so you don't have to run around for two hours or wait in a, you know, a line at Costco <laughs> um, if you don't need to. So that's something else I'll just look into is uh, with your food likely being able to changing. If you have to change up your diet for the, for the time being, that's totally fine. Uh, but also see if you can find those same staple items with uh, food delivery. And also if you're following my brain, you're, you're aware that we're very much a proponent of flexible dieting. And this is a, a time period where that is going to be incredibly convenient to you. Meaning if you can't find chicken breast and beef for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you can live off of protein powder, right? That's, that's definitely better than, than doing nothing or just eating cereal and milk all day. So again, our general philosophy not this simple, but um, you know, if you're hitting your overall calorie numbers, your overall fat, carb, and protein numbers, we're not so much concerned where those actually are coming from. Again, if your protein is 200 grams per day, I don't care if it's chicken or tuna or eggs or egg whites or whey protein, just get 200 grams of protein per day. And especially for the next few weeks with my clients, I'll really be pushing that of like, hey, do not stress out with food quality too much. Do what you can to be as close as you can to your targets, and we'll kind of just tread water during this period of time. All right. Um, fourth bullet I had down was you may need a slight reduction in calories if your activity is going to be dramatically uh, reduced. I think in this time period, probably people's activity is going to be a lot more reduced due to their neat as opposed to their actual gym workouts, especially if people are doing stuff still at home a little bit. I've talked about this a lot in other podcasts of just people tend to overestimate the importance of like the formal one hour of gym time and really underestimate all the movement they have in their day. So now most people are going to spend a few weeks just in their home primarily. Your steps are going to be much lower than what they typically are. 
Uh, again, we're even excluding the working out factor there. So if you are seeing that just your hunger is quite a bit lower, if you're doing something like tracking your steps, pay attention to that and reduce your calories a little bit more. It's as simple as that. Even if you're trying to maintain your weight or if you're trying to lose weight, if you're burning fewer calories right now than you were a week or two ago, you need to eat fewer calories. And then obviously when things go back to normal, you can adjust back to a little bit higher calorie diet. But just pay attention to your hunger, pay attention to your steps, then monitor that. Um, obviously, if you're doing your own thing, if you're a client with us, you'll obviously talk to your to your coach about that. The fifth thing I had was we'll be doing some things with recipes for this for this week and nothing super special, kind of just like whatever I'm eating. I know that a lot of people do still, even our clients still do eat out a lot. And this is the time where you're almost forced to be creative if you don't cook a lot at home to figure it out, right? So we'll be trying to post a little bit more recipes or just simple stuff to kind of to make, obviously at home, so you can follow us at, at, at MyoBrain on Instagram for that information. Uh, another cool resource I wanted to share is just um, an individual I follow for the past few months, and I make at least one of his dishes every single week, and that is, um, I think his name is Mason Woodruff, but his website is Mason Fit. He has a whole bunch of cool recipes on there, and these are for people they kind of maybe a little bit lost in the kitchen right now and need some basic stuff uh, to go off of. So that's a good place to start. And then also, I'll most likely be reposting this on our Instagram soon. But if you kind of just scroll down a little bit, when our, our Instagram currently, you'll find a graphic that says Myobrain Healthy Plate. And this is also a really simple way to think about building out your meals. And this is pretty... Uh, flexible as well. The plate is very simple. It's like one plate and it has roughly a third of your plate should be a protein source. I think it has a piece of salmon on it, but then it says you also can do beef or chicken or pork, etc. And then there's a third of the plate is a carbohydrate. And then a third of the plate is a fruit or a vegetable, right? So if you're really lost right now, kind of where you should be eating or you need some structure because you're like, man, I'm kind of stressed out and freaked out about all this stuff. That's what a healthy meal generally looks like. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, where is your protein? Where is like a healthy starchy carb? And then where's my food or vegetable? And obviously we're a proponent of quantifying that as well with tracking your food intake. But that's a good start for people to to not overeat is to do things that way. So again, you can scroll down. That's just called Myobrain Healthy Plate on Instagram, or um, they'll probably be reposted sometime during this week as well, just for some recipe ideas and it kind of building out a plate for people that may not have a lot of experience uh, with that. And then my last tip on nutrition side of things is obviously if you've been to the supermarket, you're you've seen people stock up on just about everything um, from you know, toiletries to to food and those things. You're you can do whatever kind of you want there. <laughs> if if you wanna if you wanna stock up on, you know, six months supply of of a uh, chicken or whatever, that's your provocative. Um, but what I would say is really have the urge to not purchase junk food just because you know it's not going to expire, right? Because when you combine that with you know boredom and stress and having that food available, it's gonna be really easy to then go eat that. Right, so don't bring foods into your home that you typically wouldn't just because of the coronavirus. Right, I understand it's fine that like you know 
Chips Ahoy aren't going to expire in the next few weeks. But there's plenty of other other things that also won't expire, right? Like frozen fruits and frozen vegetables that people are talking about eating. You can freeze meat, you know, potatoes, rice, oatmeal. Those things won't expire anytime soon as well, right? So don't use this time period as a way to be like, oh, yeah, like let's just get a whole bunch of junk because um, that's not going to expire, right? Again, if you wouldn't eat it two or three weeks ago, don't consume it now, all right? So that's it for nutrition. I'm going to do a quick pause and then jump into training uh, gym side of things. All right, now jumping into part two, talking about training, gym, exercise, and those things during this time period. So again, most gyms that I've seen pretty much across America, um, it's it's pretty clear it's going to be shut down for, at this point, at least a couple of weeks. So again, I know a lot of our people trained a CrossFit gym or a commercial gym or even really everything is closed. Yoga studios, cycle classes, right? You really you really can't do anything outside of your home. So the first thing I would really encourage people to do here, I kind of touched upon this in the first part, would be to, if you can, you know, get outside. And all those steps count, right? I talked to a lot about people that, you know, when it comes to general calories burned, your body doesn't know if you're walking outside or if you're doing, you know, Fran, right? Or if you're back squatting 225, it's just burning calories, right? There's obviously a different component to building muscle with a lot of those things. You're not going to get jacked going on walks, uh, but it comes to just energy expenditure, which a lot of people can be definitely using these next few weeks as a way just to say, okay, I don't want to put on five or 10 pounds being active um, because you're not going to have most people are not going to have uh, the same level of activity regardless, right? Even if they are working out at home. Um, so trying to build in more activity into your day, get outside, go on walks. You're probably going to have a lot more free time on your hands. So uh, download an audio book, you know, you know, convince your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend and go walk your dog for an hour. Like I touched upon the first part, you know, it's not a social quarantine from life. It's just from kind of other people. Um, so there's nothing wrong with going outside uh, for a walk. And again, that can be a really uh, easy thing you can do um, to build in more activity into your day. That's one of the big things that I'll be doing over the next few weeks is trying to like twice a day, go on a walk. Um, I'm pretty accustomed to doing that anyways because I work from home. So I have a very, very sedentary lifestyle outside of the gym. I also have no like at home uh, gym equipment pretty much. So um, I'll be taking the next week just kind of do body weight stuff and also just be um, what a healthy individual would do, which is just to move their body, right? So it's the first thing there, get your knee up, get your steps up, get outside and do those things. Uh, the second thing would be uh, free online workouts. So again, if you've been on the social media space, Instagram, Facebook, a lot of people are doing this. Hopefully, uh, they're not just um, aiming to monetize off of it and writing a quick at-home workout and selling it to you. But most things that I've seen are just free services. So the two big ones that I've seen just kind of most um, mostly impact our type of clients um, would be CompTrain for CrossFitters. Some of the stuff has like does have equipment needs. It's not purely at home stuff. Like I saw, it has like a dumbbell, a jump rope, and things like that. So you may need to modify it even more. Um, but again, way better than just doing nothing, right? So if you are a CrossFitter, um, there's also another one. 
uh, training think tank has one. I think it's TTT Home or something like that. If you Google that or Instagram it, you'll probably find it. So those are two really good ones for all of our CrossFitters out there. Also, I know a lot of CrossFit gyms are um, still like modifying essentially their group programming and sending in the workouts or even doing like live streams or, or videos of their coaches doing the workouts and things like that, which I think is awesome. So if you do typically do that, um, or if you, if you typically do individual stuff, it's not a bad time just to do your own, um, to find just a group program, uh, and do those things. So again, I would check out comp train, uh, training think tank, or also just your, your, regular gym um if they're if they're hosting something like that um i haven't checked into this second one a ton i just kind of downloaded it and looked at a few days but cow strength is also doing one cow strength is mostly known for like olympic weightlifters they're doing like a free at home uh workout again some of the stuff i saw had like dumbbells and things like that in it that some of you may or may not have so i'll say these are more like minimal equipment as opposed to like purely at home stuff um, but that's another one to look at. Again, it was purely free, I think, for like like uh, four weeks or something like that. They, they wrote a full uh, cycle. So again, kind of general strength training, maybe geared towards more powerlifting, weightlifting. Um, obviously, if you don't have access to equipment and you're like a powerlifter or a weightlifter, nothing's going to mimic that, right? You can't just do a 400-pound back squat, you know, with a with a gallon of milk or with a small kettlebell, right? But moving your body is still much better than doing absolutely nothing, right? Same thing for weightlifting. You can't really mimic a heavy snatch or a heavy clean and jerk um, if you don't have equipment there. Um, again, a lot of people may have friends that have um, equipment like that. So again, your kind of personal decision, if you want to kind of go down that route and be around those, those friends that have that equipment, that's obviously an, an option for people as well. And then I've also seen yoga studios. A lot of them are doing kind of free videos or if you just kind of follow some yoga personalities, they're doing some free things as well. Kind of talking about the first part of doing kind of stress reducing activities. You're obviously not going to burn a whole bunch of calories doing yoga, um, but you're also going to have a whole bunch of free time on your hands. So you can do a comp train CrossFit workout in the morning and then do yoga at night and that's totally fine. All right. So uh, those are things there. I may post a few like just simple at home workouts and probably just things that I'm going to do. I literally have like no equipment. I have like a foam roller and some gymnastics bands. So it'll be a lot of, I think I actually do have a pull up bar like in like the one you see on a commercial for like 20 bucks. So I actually probably will be doing a ton of pull ups. So it'll probably just be like pull ups, push ups, air squats, burpees, you know, pure body weight things you can do. But um, yeah, keep it pretty simple and I'll probably just post stuff here or there. But if you want like a full program, I'm sure people are going to be posting things every single day for the next few weeks. I would look at those resources again, Comp Train, Training Think Tank, and Cal Strength. And if I see any other ones, just kind of follow me on Instagram and also kind of just post them uh, there as well. So two other points I wanted to make. Uh, I'll, I'll touch actually on this one quickly. So the research on... There's actually been a lot of research done on taking time away from strength training and what it kind of does to muscle mass and also strength. There's a lot of studies showing even two or three weeks away from traditional training doesn't reduce muscle size and doesn't actually reduce your strength. You may feel a little bit rusty from like kind of the skill of not doing something like you haven't back squatted in three weeks. It may feel kind of rusty, but the odds are that 
against if you're being decently active with kind of walking and obviously if you're doing air squats or things like that at home you take a week or two or three weeks off from a heavy barbell squat you would not be expected to actually see uh, a drop off with that so it kind of can help people with the, the peace of mind of of doing that right that taking two weeks off from the gym is not going to like ruin your physique if you can't do your typical bench press and dumbbell rows or you're not going to lose all the progress you made over the past year on your snatch just because you can't snatch for a few weeks um be confident that if you put in a whole bunch of work it's not just going to wash away um in, in a short period of time right uh so that's the first thing i wanted to kind of the next thing i want to touch upon and then lastly is you know, not too many of us and myself, a lot of people that are attracted to our brand and, and our clients that are going to hire us for, you know, recreational nutrition, coaching, personal training or remote training um, is that you can use the time for just kind of general recovery. I don't meet too many people that, you know, train in, like I said, CrossFit, bodybuilding, weightlifting, et cetera, that don't have like some, some aches and pains, right? They don't have a little bit of a knee pain from heavy squats or have a little bit of shoulder pain from bench press or a little bit of back pain from deadlift. Like a lot of people have that. And you can use these next few weeks to take some, you know, obviously you're probably going to take time off of those big movements, but just really embrace that. Like embrace the, the fact of you may have been procrastinating on taking some time off to, to hinder or sorry, to kind of a uh, help uh, recover some some small injury you had and this is almost like a really easy opportunity to get that done so now when this hopefully clears up in april sometime um we can you can go back into it and be kind of fresh you're obviously super mentally engaged and motivated now you have a healthy body to pair with that as opposed to if, if this never would have happened maybe six months on the line you're still kind of dealing with that nagging shoulder pain knee pain whatever right so Again, a lot of people I know um, kind of just ignore little aches and pains until they're, they're full-blown injuries. This can be a time to um, step away from that. I think I've discussed this a little bit on our other podcast of just I've been doing sort of like a growing issue for probably like four to six weeks now, probably even longer than that, where I've had trouble with like just a few movements, like heavy squatting, um, lunging, uh, some, a few movements like that, but I definitely like squatting. So it's kind of been crappy to, to not be able to do that. And I actually took last week, um, fully off of my lower body training. It was supposed to be like a deload week for me anyways. So I only worked out like three or four times no lower body training whatsoever. In my head, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a full, you know, week off of legs, no squats, no leg presses, nothing. Um, to kind of see how I feel on Monday, <laughs> obviously all of this happened. So didn't really, uh, matter that much, but my mindset just really this morning was like, Hey, like, you know, my, my growing isn't a hundred percent still, and I'm definitely not going to be able to really load it up with weights anytime soon. So in my head, I'm like, well, damn, like, by the time all stuff's cleared up, like I'm not going to be doing a heavy back squat for like three or four weeks. So my growing like should definitely be cleared by then. So in a weird way, I was kind of happy because I don't have to walk into the gym and like, even though I want to squat heavy, like, you know, maybe I warm up and test it out. Like I don't have the option to do that now. It's just kind of, I, I can't lift that heavy. So it's going to kind of have time to, to heal up. So that's something too. Again, a lot of people that follow us, they're go-getters. They push hard. They don't want to be the person that has a little bit of pain and quote-unquote quit 
right? And this allows you an opportunity to really kind of recover, you know, mentally, physically. Um, so again, I want people to stay active, but also in that, like, take some time for reflection too, not just, you know, take all of that adrenaline you had and then rush into an at-home program workout for four hours a day. <laughs> you know, you can use the time period instead of running five miles a day if your knee's been hurting to be like, oh, I'm going to take these few weeks and just chill on my knee and do some push-ups and pull-ups, right? That, that, that's a smart decision too. You don't have to be a fire breather all the time. So um, that's it, guys. So again, wanted to jump on fairly soon. Um, today is Tuesday. I might probably post this uh, Wednesday morning. But we'll kind of just wanted to jump on again, mainly just to discuss some of these things for my clients. Again, this is a really tough time for people. Um, really, you know, from a health, hopefully not from a health perspective from anybody, um, but you know, economically for people, you know, just life stress. If you're having to juggle your work and your kids at home, uh, things are just going to be tougher to you know make the right decisions. And hopefully, some of uh, the discussion today makes it easier from a practical standpoint. And maybe for a little bit from a, like a philosophical standpoint, how you can really just survive these next few weeks. Just today, I posted something on Instagram of like just the idea of just continuing to walk towards your goals, right? And if you can do that, um, maybe you know two weeks ago you were doing like a hard sprint towards your goals and things were going really really smooth. Um, but what you don't want to do now is like stop running or like run the opposite direction, right? Like it's okay to turn your full sprint into like a slow crawl for the next few weeks, but like don't stop that forward momentum. Because as most of us know, when you fall completely off the wagon, even if it's a completely valid excuse, like what's going on right now, it's quite a bit harder to get back on when life will be normal eventually for everybody. So if you can remember that and think, okay, I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be exactly what I was two or three weeks ago, but I can't just quit. I can't just not do anything. I can't just, you know, not track my food ever. I can't just not eat protein, right? You need to be doing small things to continue to improve and your future self will definitely thank you for that. So that's it guys. Again, hopefully everyone's staying safe, staying smart out there. Again, hopefully this is a uh, sooner rather than later uh, issue we all can solve, but uh, that's it guys. Again, if you have any questions, you're always free to email me at myobraincoaching at gmail.com. And also we're on Instagram again at myobrain. Do follow us if you want some more information on just all of this uh, madness and how we can help you out a little bit. All right. Thank you.